Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 closet dwellers and bold move makers. It is time once again for a life uncloseted show. And I got to tell you, sometimes, man, this thing about struggle and feeling like we don't have enough time or all this sort of stuff is just that pull and give and pull and give. And it's that thing that drives us all really crazy. But you know what? Sometimes the struggle is what it takes to get us to where we can actually make things happen. And that's why I believe that changing your perspective on struggle is truly a gift and it can make all the difference in the world. And I have to tell you that it's kind of funny we're talking about struggle because my guest and I have been struggling for about three months to make this podcast happen. And it's actually happening. She's a really good friend of mine. She has got some beautiful experiences of struggle in her life. She's a top business growth expert and she's just one heart-centered, beautiful person that I'm so glad came into my life. And quite honestly, we don't know where we're going today with the conversation, but I can tell you the struggle will be the focus of it and whatever it looks like for you or for us. And I just want to say I'm so excited to have my good friend Meredith Powell on the podcast with me today. And we are, we're finally making this happen, girl. Can you believe it? <laughs> we are. That is so funny. I didn't even, what a great connection to say we did struggle to get here, but hey, what a great example of how struggle is the gift. Well, it is the gift. And I know this is something that you're doing a lot of um, speaking on around the struggle is the gift. So what made you land on this? Because I love the topic. I think it's beautiful. But what really brought this struggle as a gift to the forefront for you as a keynote speaker? What a, what a great question, because there's, there's such a great story uh, around that. I actually, a few years ago, had gotten the opportunity to go. I've got a friend who's a golf course designer, and he had landed this amazing uh, deal. And um, to celebrate, he was going to design this golf course, private course for some very wealthy individuals. And we went out there to celebrate and have a good time around it. And I got the opportunity to sit down. They were talking about how they were going to build the course and what they were doing. But these three individuals, um, as they sat around there, all in their late 60s, early 70s, I just... I knew their story that they had all come from nothing. I mean, really on the you know wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. Uh, all of them had grown up very poor. Um, all three of them were of ethnic ethnic backgrounds that you know certainly had they had come through times of prejudice and discrimination. And right. so I don't you know how sometimes your brain gets ahead of your mouth. And right in the middle of the conversation, I just asked. I said, "How did you get here?" And then it popped out of my mouth, and I thought, that is so rude. If my mother heard me, I would get in so much trouble. But I said, how did you? But I wanted to know. I thought, how do you go from needing a job to employing hundreds of thousands of people? How do you go from needing a handout to being incredibly philanthropic? And these, these individuals were so generous that an hour-long conversation turned into a weekend-long event. And they told me their journeys and their stories. And to wrap it all up, what I really noticed was the common theme was they had to succeed. 
they came up at a time when there wasn't a net. You mm -hmm. couldn't move home with your parents. Unemployment didn't exist. And nobody was going to fight your battle for you. And while we don't need to swing the pendulum that far the other way, there is a gift and a sense of lessons and confidence that I fear we're robbing people of because we're making struggle a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, and I know you've had some personal challenges in some relationships and stuff, but for me, the struggle to finally step out of the closet was actually mm -hmm. the best thing that could have happened to me because that's when <laughs> I learned so much other stuff about who I was as a person, how I wanted to show up in the world, all that stuff. But without that struggle, I honestly don't believe I would have gotten there. I think I would have continued yep. to be miserable and, and just so not who I truly am. And so I think the struggle I hear, is a gift. I hear that story over and over again. I was starting to work on the book that, that goes with this, um, this keynote. And I've got a friend who has a, um, has a disease that she was born with, which um, deformed her in, in a certain uh, way. And, you, you know, you pass it down in family, and, but it can skip generations. Long story short, she's got a grandchild now with it. And they, the doctors can do something to, to remove the gene so the child will not go through what she went through. And we were at dinner and we were talking about it. And she said, I don't know how I feel about that. And she said, I know that seems crazy. She said, but everything I am and everything I've become, which is amazing. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. She said, never would have happened to me if I hadn't had that struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think the struggle sometimes, you know, even <laughs> let's kind of go back to our struggle to get this podcast together. Yeah. One thing that I constantly knew about every time we'd have to reschedule or move a date or whatever, even to, I mean, I'm going to be really raw and honest with the team, even to today when we were recording this, <laughs> we were still having a struggle. But the thing that I know is this is what makes Meredith and I really good friends together. Because we're just like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, we're going to make it happen. When it happens, I think the last time this happened, we both said, you know, when it's meant to happen, it's going to be good and it's going to be really good because it's so ironic that this is where we are now. We're having this real yes. conversation about these struggles. And that doesn't mean that, okay, let's put everybody into deep struggle. But I think so <laughs> often we as human beings see the struggle and then just go, why me? Why is this happening? Why right. can't I get past this? Instead of going, okay, this is where I am. Let's hold mm -hmm. on to this and let's grab hold of this and, and see where it takes me instead of, oh, screw this, fuck this. This is just sucks, you know? Yes, yep. it does suck. You know, I've been between waiting to do this podcast and a couple others today, I've been paying my taxes. <laughs> Everything that can go wrong has been going wrong. And I'm like, they've got to get paid by tomorrow, you know? But struggle is, oh, I rushed through this a couple of times ago when I was paying my quarterly taxes and I remember, oh yeah, I had to change some passwords. Oh, Rick, the reason you're struggling right now is because you rushed so fast and didn't update the passwords on your password list. So it's <laughs> teaching me a lesson to slow down and just truly step into it, you know? And, and, and I think you said, I do think you said something so key there and that's, you know, trust where you're going. I mean, I, I look... I look at my life now and look, there's, there's nobody that we speak to that isn't experiencing some kind of struggle. 
-hmm. But you said, you know, do you blame it or do you trust that you'll pass through it? And I think that's so important because, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's fun to be a victim. I mean, I would love to sit down, get a glass of wine, sit down with you about everything that is unfair in my life. But there's a problem with that. And the problem is that when you're a victim, it doesn't solve anything. It's you're still a victim the next day. Like that you stay stuck where you are. Versus pretty much all of us who are now getting some age on us, you can look back on your life and the times that you came through struggle are the moments you're most proud of and where you really, it's in your darkest hour, you get the greatest lesson. And again, I'm not saying to swing the pendulum back to where these men were raised, where we do away with unemployment and just throw prejudice back out there and you can all do whatever you want to do. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that maybe the next time your kid is struggling with their homework or leaves their homework at, at the house and is facing a D or an F in school, you let them get the D or the F. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's interesting that you bring it up because my youngest one's really struggling in college. <laughs> yeah. First quarter was like a true bitch. You know, it's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm not going to make it and ended up being in some academic probation stuff. And now here we are, second quarter, actually going third quarter now. Second quarter was kind of like, okay, we turned the corner, we made some adjustments. We said, okay, well, you know what? You don't have to get in, you don't have to finish college in four years, but we're only in the first quarter. So go ahead, slow down a little bit. And what mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated about this is now she is more fired up going into, she did good second quarter, could do better, but we're just like, okay, that was an improvement. And now she's in third quarter and she's actually taking one of the classes that was the most difficult for her in first quarter. She's getting it and doing it over again. And she's like, you know, I know now what to put in the effort into because the struggle mm-hmm. showed me what I had to do. Of course, she also says that the instructor's really cute, so that helps. I'm like, okay, you are. Yeah. You're, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, it, it is this interesting space of struggle that, it, God, it permeates everywhere. And I know as you speak to companies and organizations, most of the backbone of what you're talking about is where they're struggling, I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, I think almost um, – anymore we're afraid to let people struggle for one of two reasons one we we're afraid in corporate america we're afraid to let people struggle because what if they don't do the job well what if they don't do it effectively how is that going to impact the bottom line or impact customer experience absolutely and then the other is you know then the other is we're just building so many programs in there that it's you know that it's like well nobody's we're going to teach people to do everything so they don't have to figure out how to do anything on their own. You know, my very favorite television commercial, my favorite television commercial is this one for some kind of fat burning thing. And it's talking about, do you have belly fat? And it says, it's not your fault. That's my favorite television commercial. Cause I think that is the perfect example of where we are in society right now. I mean, sorry, if you have belly fat right now, it's your fault. Okay. You're not that person, but it's your fault. I mean, I mean, and I, and so again, it's, you know, I just feel like we're just younger people are getting constant messages that one things are, things are not their fault. The other is that the need to be perfect is way too strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, 
I'm going to tell the listeners, I'm going to talk about this on my next round. <laughs> something just happened over the weekend at a, at a wine event that we were at. We were at a wine party pickup event, and I witnessed this father do something that was just so, I mean, it was just like, there's the message. You just sent your child this message that here's how you avoid struggle. Here's how you avoid taking risks. Here's how you, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, I, I, George, my husband said, you, he goes, I didn't know what was going on, but your mouth dropped open and you were, cause I was, <laughs> and I was looking at this whole thing unfolding and he said, what? And I just kind of shook my head. No, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. And it was just amazing. So yes, yeah, stay tuned. That's coming up on a Friday. we uh, riff and rant guys. You're going to hear that one. Um, but it is amazing <laughs> in this day and age. And I love my entrepreneurial millennials. I love them to death. But they think it's just going to happen. It's just got to right. happen. And it's like, no, I want to kick your little asses. And go, no, you got to go work and you got to struggle just like the rest of us did. Maybe not as much because, yes, things evolve. But I think this is where we become as a society of, Oh, let's make it easy. Let's make it happen. You know, we can have it in the palm of our hands. We can, you know, do this. We can, we can record a podcast, you know, in 30 minutes and we're not even in the same city or in a studio or anything. But how much is that taking away the struggle for us to learn how to manage and cope? That's Absolutely. And that's, you know, there, there is, I mean, and, and that is really the essence of it, isn't it? It's that there are, there are a set of vital skills that you can only learn when you struggle. It's the only way you'll ever learn them. Nobody can give them to me. Nobody can teach them to you. You can't learn them in a classroom. And you certainly can't learn them if somebody removes the struggle for you. The moment that somebody says, don't worry about that, I'll take care of it, it's almost like they've robbed you of of your chance. Because I really cannot emphasize enough the essence of the confidence level of those individuals. And it was because they had fallen on their face so many times and got back up. Look, you know, you and I have both been divorced. And as you are heading into divorce, you are scared to death of it. Oh, my God, it's the ultimate failure. You get on the other side of it, you realize nobody died. And you almost get like a confidence about you. Because, hell, if I survive that, I can survive anything. Well, and that's like, exactly you know, what I'm talking survival, about. That survival thing, you can't experience survival until you think you're not going to survive. I mean, it's exactly, thing, you know, and, and I think we tend to not pay attention to those things. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. how are you ever going to enjoy, you know, not being in pain until you've been in pain? You know, you can't mm-hmm. experience certain things until they happen. And this, struggle piece as you were talking it was like yes the divorce was really scary but on the other side everything else that has started to show not everything not 100 percent, but a majority of the stuff that showed up i would have never experienced i don't believe in life right. having not gone through that mm-hmm. the bottom line That's right you've, and it's yeah. and you've really got to you've really got to trust that journey Oh yeah. Trust is huge. I mean, even when you, when you have been somebody that couldn't be trusted, raising my hand there, you know, cause I was the guy with the infidelity and everything. I had to trust this journey that, okay, I'm going to go flip the other direction and now what's going to happen. And 
you know, I'm going to be really raw and honest about things with, you know, future relationships about this is who I was. You need to know this, da, 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 da. And I, I don't know that it's an indication of who I'm ever going to be um, because I'm not one to believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. I think some things can switch around depending on the situation. But I think that trusting piece and realizing that part of the struggle is what pushed me even more towards the, gosh, I just want a really rich, full, trusting relationship. Right. In the world. Right. All the difference. In the mm-hmm. world. So in your yeah, own, and you and you wouldn't know that if you hadn't pushed through the struggle. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, right now, I you know, I'm in a space of okay, I'm living somewhere now where I'm outdoors all the time, getting some exercise that I haven't done. As soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm getting. I'm going to go out and go for a hike. I mean, these things are now becoming normal part of my life, but I'm back in the struggle because I'm trying to get some of the weight off that I put on. But without that struggle previously, I've known I can do this. I mean, I have been down mm-hmm. before. Yes, I'm a few years older now, so it's a little bit more difficult. But without having gone through that struggle before, I wouldn't know that, yes, I can achieve this. I can do this. I, I changed my diet. I'm eating well. You know, okay, except for the you know occasional wine, but you know, overall, it's all there happening. But I wouldn't know how to do that had I not been in that struggle previously. And I think, yeah, and and you know, and and again, allowing you to go through it and nobody pulling you out of it, and so it's almost like I almost feel like I'm on a little one woman mission, and I just want I just want us to reframe and begin to rethink. Um, the term struggle, because I really do believe it's a gift. I never, ever, and I never talk to people that have been through tough times that look at it now and just don't go, wow, it turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to us. If they're the type of person that can open themselves up enough to look for the, to look for the journey. I mean, sometimes you do just have to go, well, I don't know why I'm going here, and this seems all wrong. But I'm going to put my feet up and I'm going to go for a ride and see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. But if you don't allow that to happen, it's a lot of times because it's kind of the normal stuff we all talk about, but it's because it's scary to go. Yes. It's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's uncertain. So when we allow those kind of words to guide us, from being in the struggle instead of, well, I'm probably going to learn something. I'm going to see another perspective. I'm actually going to get on the other side and realize because of this, I'm a much better person. In fact, I just had this conversation with someone this morning who said, you know, I know I'm, it's ironic because I kind of knew in my gut, you and I were going to go down this path, but he said, (laughs) I'm realizing that the struggle I'm having right now is exactly the lesson that the universe has been telling me I'm supposed to be learning. And I finally accepted that. And so I'm just learning. Mm-hmm. I'm just going with it. And his struggle is big. I mean, it's a biggie. It's like a, a deep addiction. And mm-hmm. he is struggling so hard with it. Yet mm-hmm. he, is, he actually used the words, I'm enjoying the struggle for the first time. Mm. And I thought, that's a big moment. That's a big moment in anybody's journey to be able to say, I'm enjoying the fear. I'm enjoying the vulnerability. I'm enjoying the struggle because when we can step into that, 
to me, that's when we take over our own power and we take over the control of the situation. We can move our, ourselves forward. Of course, I'm still, you know, and I think, I'm still struggling to play golf as good as Meredith, but that's going to be like a life. <laughs> no, no, no. The, um, I think the, uh, I think what helps with struggle is to let go of expectation. You know, I mean, I look in my life and the places that I struggle and one big struggle I'm having right now is I have an expectation that it should be this way and it's not, and it's never going to be that way ever, ever going to be that way. There's nothing I can do to make it, to make it the way that I think it should be in my head. And, and so intellectually, I get that emotionally, I'm struggling to accept it. But it, that's such an interesting space to be in because you know intellectually mm-hmm. what it is, but you, you, you still struggle. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much, you know, right now I'm in a very similar space and I'm, mm-hmm. I know some things that I'm struggling with to let go because I'm like, well, but this, you know, if I just keep trying, maybe it's going to be the next thing that'll add some more revenue dollars to the business. But I know in my heart and soul, I've got to let them go. Because it's just mm-hmm. not it. It is not part of the bigger picture. And I mm-hmm. actually woke up this morning thinking about that going, okay, if I make the choice to let go of this, then what does that open up? And I know this mm-hmm. I think these kind of thoughts all the time. I mean, I, if it was a client I was talking to right now, I, that would be exactly what I would say to him. But you have to get really clear on what is it going to open up? doesn't matter. You can't, you don't even have to define it. You got to get clear on the statement. What is it going to open up? What is it going to open up? What is this struggle going to open up for me to see that maybe I haven't been seeing in the past? And I know from working with a lot of addicts that that is one of the key moments when they say, what is this struggle going to open up for me and how am I going to be able to see it in a much better way? In fact, I was at a a wine event this past week. And one of the guys there was actually a recovering alcoholic and it's a social group that we go and do many, many different things. And I always am amazed that he shows up. He doesn't drink, but he shows up and he has a great time. And I've seen new people kind of watch him and go, so don't you want to drink? No, I'm good. And he's actually said a couple of times, no, I'm, I'm in recovery and I'm just love being here and hanging with you guys. And they get these really weird looks on their face. And I know in that moment, there's their struggle. Could I do this? If this was, if that was me, could I do that? You know, or wow, this is kind of weird that this guy doesn't like to drink, you know? And I'm like, just let him be who he is, but his struggle is paying off for him because he's allowed himself to show up and be this person and, and be part of the group. And it doesn't mean anything, you know? So it's just powerful, powerful stuff. So as you're starting to think about the book and, and putting it together, what is something that you would say, I and mean, then you brought up some stuff already, but um, what is something that really has to happen first for someone to start to embrace this new dynamic of struggle? I know you said let go. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a great question um, because it isn't easy to take that first step. And when you were just talking a moment ago, you know, I've said acceptance and to, um, and to let go of, of expectation um, and to trust your journey. But here's kind of the thing around all of that. And I think it's one of the big things to, to put you in the right direction to start to um, embrace struggle is that um, if, you can, if you can grasp what we're saying intellectually, 
if you can think about the fact that, you know, struggle helps you build confidence, it helps you gain knowledge, it helps you learn lessons you could never learn anywhere else. Be okay with learning it intellectually before you grasp it emotionally. Um, because that's, you know, we, it, it, struggle doesn't feel good. It's not fun. So don't think that you're just going to get up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm getting divorced and I'm broke and I'm living in an apartment and I can barely feed my kid. No, you're not, it's not going to be like that. But if you can intellectually, I mean, so often in, in my life, my mind understands it, but my emotions aren't going there. And I give my emotions the permission to get where they need to get to and use chants and mantras, mantras to help me intellectually deal with my emotions. Like trust your journey is a big one. Just, you know, trust your journey, Meredith, trust your journey. Is there anything you can do about this? No. Trust your journey. I mean, but emotionally, you won't always get there. I agree. And I think the interesting piece about the emotions is so often that's what drives us. And mm -hmm. if we step back and do it as you're describing it, intellectually start to see it and then let the emotions become part of that. I know when I've done that, my emotions that then embrace the situation. A lot mm -hmm. of times it's a lot different than if I let the emotions lead. So you just brought something up that yeah. personal that I immediately went right back to right after my divorce. I or right as I was going through my divorce, I thought exactly what you said. Oh my God, I'm gonna be living in my car. How am I gonna take care of these kids? I'm gonna have this alimony and this child support, blah, 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 blah. And yep. while I was carrying a lot of guilt and shame about the life I'd led and taking my wife down this journey of, okay, you know, I finally figured out I was gay and everything. What I also realized was I'm still a human and I have some certain human rights as I'm going through this whole thing. And I still remember standing up to her in mediation and saying, you can put me in the poorhouse all you want to do but it will only have impact on our kids, not because I choose to make it an impact, but if they can't spend time with their dad in a place that makes them feel safe and secure because of you being upset with me as you have a right to be, but if you're gonna take it to that level, remember it's going to affect our children as much as anything else that's happening to them right now. And that was the turning mm -hmm. point, but it was also a turning point for me in my mind of, I'm not gonna get there. I'm not, I will not allow myself to get to that space, and literally three weeks later, when everything was getting wrapped up and I was making moves and starting to look for places, I ended up in a beautiful, tiny little studio apartment in, of all places, Laguna Beach, California. Literally <laughs> across, across the freeway or the highway, Highway 1, from the beach. And the girls and I used to go down to the beach all the time. They had their little cots that we pull, you know, set up every time they were over. It was a small little place, but it, it had a great little big clawfoot tub that they loved to, you know, take their baths in. It was the adventure home because we lived by the beach. We lived by the park. We lived by the hills where we could go hike. And they were little, so these were like, oh, my God, this thing got delivered to me. But had I not realized after the fact, oh. I just learned something about struggle. 
you don't know what's going to be on the other side. So let that be part of the adventure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Huge thing for me. It's like, oh my God, I am going to survive. I'm going to be just fine. And that's when things actually started to turn. So I think the message we're trying to get here to all the people listening is embrace that struggle in a huge way. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy when you accept it and you let the expectations go, which is huge. Mary. You know, I've talked about this many times. Oh. The expectation stuff. It's such, it's like the worst drug in the world. I wish we could just, if I could rid the planet of anything through the work that I've done and I know that you do, I would love to find a way to just tell people to can the fucking expectations because that kills so yeah. life. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So what's new for you? I know you're working on this book. You're doing a lot of speaking, but I know this struggle concept in a keynote is huge. It's, it's a biggie for you. So what else you got going on? Yeah, you know, it's, um, that is, that is the, that's probably the core of if I close anything out by 2018, that's the one thing I want to accomplish. But I do have another book coming behind that one, um, which I've started, which is a little bit more, uh, you know, business um, oriented and venturing just a bit into the online world. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. So with this struggle thing, if you could like leave the listeners with just another tidbit of advice on embracing struggle or maybe a tip or trick you've discovered that when the struggle shows up, what would it be you'd like to leave our listeners with this evening? You know, the thing that I really want to leave the, your listeners with, I mean, the thing that I want people to get is that to when you're uncomfortable, when something feels painful in the situation that you're in, step back, take a breath, Ask yourself if there's anything you can do about the situation in the moment. And if there isn't, let it go. Really, intellectually, let it go. Isn't that interesting that it can actually, I'm going to say this, and I know some people are going to go, yeah, right. It can actually be that easy. Mm -hmm. Because we get caught up in the story and then that's when we try to make it more difficult than it is. But if there's absolutely positively nothing you can do in that moment. I mean, if you, if you have, if your car is broken down and your phone has no battery and you're out in the middle of nowhere and there is no way to reach anybody, what can you do? Well, you can start walking mm -hmm. that's probably one thing, but then go start walking or you can sit mm -hmm. and you can just wait for the next car to come along. But it's those kind of moments in life that I think we, we get to and we realize, you know, there really isn't anything I can do. So why am I putting all this energy in it? Or the flip side of that equation is we think there isn't anything we can do, but actually there is. It's mm -hmm. stuff we don't want to do. It's the stuff that we're. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I got a I got a great exercise a few years ago, and I think it's. um. I think it's so powerful to use because it really speaks to both your points. Talked about when you're, when you're struggling with an issue, and I, I'm going to use politics as an example yep. because I think politics is such a great example of struggle right now. Yep. Um, and you basically, you draw um, three circles, a, a circle in the center, a circle around it, and another circle around it. And in the broader circle, you put all the things that you're upset about as it relates to the topic. And again, we'll use politics. You put that all out there. And then in the, in the inner circle, 
Um, you're, you put the things that you can't control, all the things you're upset about that you can't control. And in the middle, you put the things that you can control in the small circle. And then you look at that small circle and you say, I'm not going to pay attention to the other two. I can't do anything about those. But I'm going to put my energy and I'm going to put my focus into this circle and see what I can do. And you can donate money. You can protest. You can vote. You can. There are things that, but, but, to, but to take your energy and turn it towards something that is beneficial to you and, and to society. And I like that exercise because it helps me clear, clear my mind. And what you're trying to do is get a hold of your mind. You know, I mean, that's, that's the great, you know, that's the great goal, isn't it? And so that exercise, and it you know, takes me down to, I'm not going to worry about that other stuff. Certainly it upsets me, but I can't do anything about it. So I want to put my energy into where I can have impact, no matter how tiny it is. And I think the thing I like about that exercise, and I'm going to try to do it in, you know, as you said it, is that outer circle, we put so much energy in it, but mm -hmm. there's nothing we can do. There's really, nope. the only way we can impact sometimes that outer circle is to do what's in the inner circle. That middle yep. here, I think, is that interesting space where we could do some things, but you got to get really clear with yourself whether you're going to do some things. And if you mm -hmm. are going to do some things, is the energy worth doing it? Because right. you could still be fighting some stuff that you don't need to fight, or you're putting yourself in a space that you may not need to be. But when you get to that inner circle, the inner circle is the stuff that, you know, we talk a lot about energy and stuff on this show because it's, you know, kind of my background as an energy coach of mm -hmm. put your energy where it's best you because energy will go where yeah. if you throw that ball against the wall, that ball still has energy. That's why it's going to bounce off that wall and bounce back towards you. But the energy that you put into something you can control. So why not put it yes. into the things that you can control at best or make the most impact or whatever it may be and leave the other stuff out there. And I'm going to, you know, kind of wrap this up by kind of illustrating what you just said. I've been putting a lot of energy in this last year, as Meredith knows, into my speaking and trying to find mm -hmm. where best possible niche for me. And what I started realizing is, yes, I could go speak out at corporate and stuff like that, which is still on the radar. I could also start to speak at associations and stuff, but that doesn't really like turn me on completely, but it's a place I haven't played in. I know there's some corporate gigs I could do association stuff. I'm not sure I got to figure out where it is, but what I know I'm really good at is speaking at conferences and college stuff. So I need to go be speaking at those places where that's good and then let those carry me to those outer rings. I don't need to focus on the outer ring so much. And as I've started to do this, what I found is my energy level is higher. I'm more satisfied. I'm more personally driven and I am sure the heck much less stressed because mm -hmm. all the effort in the inner circle. And I think if you can take what Meredith just shared, I love that exercise. Um, and really true it start truly start to apply it to your life and where you're struggling, whether it be weight loss, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a cancer scare, whatever you can do, realize what's your inner circle. Actually, I think that's a good name <laughs> for your yeah. That's a good name. Yeah, it is. It's you know, what's your it is. what's your inner strength, you know? Um, but anyway, so well Meredith, I just I can't believe it. We actually made this happen.
It's actually, and it is exactly what you and I both said. It's going to be just right. It's just going to be perfect. Exactly. However it happened. And, um, I just so glad to share you. If people want to get in touch with you real quick, what's your website so they can, um, go find you. Valuespeaker.com, the word value and the word speaker.com. And I would love to hear from people. I love to engage. So please feel free to reach out. Awesome. That's just awesome. And um, she's a great gal. I just love what she's doing on the planet. She's a heck of a lot of fun to hang around and um, we always have a good time. So really do truly uh, reach out to her if you need a great speaker in any realm, but especially in the business realm. I, I tell you, she is everything you need to have come speak at a conference or uh, at your company, anything like that. So love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much for being part of this today, Meredith. And I can't wait for everyone to take the circle exercise and actually start doing something with it. So again, I appreciate you so much. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone. Go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.